This is Grown Up With Kids, the parenting and marriage podcast that gives a weekly dose of encouragement, wisdom, and humor for people trying their best to live, love, and laugh more with their families. Thanks for joining us. Hey, hey, today we talk about how shelter-in-place restrictions are impacting marriage, sex, and Rachel's three eyebrows. Hey, Rachel, how are you? Good, how are you? I'm doing, uh, I mean, no, I want to say I'm doing right really now. well, but I feel like I'm half-flying. Half-lying? Yeah, we're doing okay. We had a, a great night last night. Yes. Celebrated our anniversary. Yep, we've been married for 16 years, but yep. you thought it was 17. Seems like a long time to you, doesn't it? <laughs> this was going to be a nice, light, friendly banter. I know. And you I have to make me it. look like <laughs> the jerk that I am. You're not a jerk. Not at all. We had a great time last night. Our our anniversary actually was um, a couple of days ago. And so we celebrated last night. And uh, where did we go? Oh, our backyard. Because <laughs> we can't go anywhere else. We stayed home because we can't go anywhere else. But we did get takeout, which was awesome. And, um, and we did, we closed the curtains to the back of the house so that it felt like we were alone, but the children were still there. Yeah. Should I be worried, because I bought you uh, two bottles of your favorite wine at the grocery store yesterday. Yeah. And I can't find them. Did you, you look in the trunk? Do you think one of our kids is just <laughs> sipping wine? <laughs> I mean, it is really think, good wine. <laughs> <laughs> it feels like it's a little young, but you know. I mean, you know, it starts early, I guess. I don't know. Uh, so I actually am, do feel like I'm doing pretty well, um, but I also feel like I am going crazy, like like in subtle <laughs> in ways. In what way? Well, we're in the middle of pandemic. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're I still... Mean, I want to give some context. So it's mid-April too. that we're recording this, so we're still in shelter in place here in Georgia. Um, School has been canceled through the end of the year. Uh, well, no. You are doing school with our kids, unfortunately, every <laughs> right. day, but they will not be going back to class, uh, exactly. or to the building. Um, and it's been about a month of this, and it feels a little head spinning. Yeah, it's a little long at this point. I think at the beginning it was a little novel. Like I remember, we were um, we did a a really punchy episode, which was funny, and we were going a little bit stir crazy. But it was still there was still some novelty to being at home and yeah. enjoying it with our kids and whatnot. Well, now we're five weeks in. Is that right? So I think I went to work for like an extra week after school was out. Yeah. And so I think I've been working from home for four weeks, and I think you've had the kids for five weeks. So we've been here five weeks, and um, now it's real. This SHIT just got real. <laughs> <laughs> it's bananas, B-A-N-A-N-A-S. Well, I feel like I haven't really snapped. I haven't really broken down until last week, midweek. I guess it was Thursday of last week. Um, when you guess. Yeah, it wasn't. It was. Thursday. It wasn't a very memorable. It was a time. pretty memorable moment because I lost it. I lost it. I was angry all day. I woke up angry. I think um, doing school from home. Um, I'm not an educator, and so it's challenging. And the the school has done a really great job of setting up parents. But when push comes to shove, I'm just not their teacher. You yeah. know, and so um, so that 
was really head spin- spinning this week. We had spring break the week before that, which felt like nothing in different. Quotes, spring break and yeah, like, like it was like nothing we're different. Here. We're all in the same house together. We're just we just don't have schoolwork to do, which in some ways I missed. Um, but then we had to go back into schoolwork, and it was more Harder. difficult. Yeah, for sure. So, did anything else bad happen this week, Rachel? <laughs> well. So, I think it was also on Thursday. Might have been. Was it Thursday? I thought it was Friday. Maybe it was Friday. Oh, it was Friday because I woke up on Friday thinking, I'm going to take care of myself. Things are going to go better today. I am going to cut my toenails. (laughs) For the first time in five weeks. (laughs) Yeah, like small things that I'm like, okay, I'm going to shower, shave my legs. I'm going to be a human today. I'm going to put on makeup. I'm going to do my hair, get dressed like a real person. So, did all those things and then decided, gosh... So I have, I have blonde hair. It's naturally blonde. It's naturally pretty light. Um, sometimes I highlight it a little bit because it's really what the Lord intended for me. I mean, I'm just going back to my true roots, so my true natural, what yeah, the Lord yeah. intended. Your hair is very blonde. My hair I is like very blonde. A little bit of the dark in there. Yeah. And you don't. Well, I think it shows that I'm aging a little bit. Is that what happens? I guess like so. I'm not go darker? I'm not totally sure. Okay. What I do know is that as a child I had really, really light hair and my eyebrows and eyelashes were pretty dark, yeah. relatively speaking. And a, like the people I come from, the Dutch folks, generally are pretty light. And so yes. my mom used to tell me that I have dark features. Yeah. And I believe relative that to the Dutch community. Relative to the Dutch community, your, your I have pretty dark and eyelashes features. are dark. Yeah. Right. And um, And your soul. <laughs> You're saying I have a dark soul? I mean, I guess the truth comes out at some point, doesn't it? So when you and I were first married, it was like the first year of marriage, and you were like, you don't have dark features. And I was like, what in the world are you talking about? Of course I do. No, 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 no. You're downplaying this. (laughs) I was really mean because I thought it was ridiculous, and I started laughing at you, essentially, and making fun of you. I was like, because... In objectively compared to the whole world, you do not have dark features. And <laughs> no. so I thought this was a ridiculous statement. You fell apart and were like distraught. I was deeply offended that yes. you said I didn't have dark features. And only later did we start to sort of unpack that you had connected your mom telling you that you had dark features and that you were beautiful. <laughs> exactly. As the same thing or being attached. And then I had to apologize because you are beautiful. <laughs> And your eyebrows are dark. Thank and once you. I knew Thank the you. scale, that we were on a Dutch scale and not a human scale, <laughs> yeah. that you were right. You do have dark features. I have dark features, right? <laughs> yes, my hair is like toehead white, and I have darker eyebrows and eyelashes. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, so this last week, Friday, trying to take care of myself so I can grow a unibrow if I really wanted to. So I had to take care of a little waxing on my eyebrows. And I used to do this in college because I was cheap, and I have this, like, at-home wax stuff. So I ordered that, and I did it on Friday. However, I suck at it. And so now, like, I totally destroyed... You have three eyebrows because <laughs> you split one. <laughs> I destroyed my right eyebrow. So now I have to color yeah. it in. It's pretty, it's pretty thin up there on the right side. Yeah, you really have to look. I mean, I know you can tell. Yeah. Just like I can tell, like, weird things like that, but... I yeah. have to really try and see it, but it is a little bit thinner. Yeah, the at-home um, beauty care is not going super great. I also gave our kids haircuts. Um, They're and, pretty good. Well, two out of three of them are good. One of them was angry with me. He was not happy 
But I would argue it was a good haircut. He just didn't like the length. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. And he is getting to an age where he cares about how he looks. And so sure. for him, he was just mad at me for a good six hours. Like he would glare at me and uh, like pull his hat over his eyes so that I knew clearly he was trying to put his hat on to cover his hair. Yeah. He has worn a hat the last like week or so. <laughs> yeah, but he loves hats and I think he it does. looks good. I tried hard. That's that being said, I will not let you cut my hair. <laughs> you did trim it. You trimmed yeah. like the back and the sides and it looks fine. And so I mean at some point it's gonna get so floppy you're gonna have to. Well right now I have mm-hmm. like a uh what do you call these kind of visor, visor like backwards on acting as uh, a way to hold it up. <laughs> and it's I like your headband. It's like a headband. That's the word I'm looking for. And I look like a, the bad guy from like a sports movie in the 80s. <laughs> like Johnny <laughs> from Karate Kid. You totally do. You, yeah, there's no amount of gel that's going to hold that hair in place right now. No, it's getting pretty long. But You're kind of acting like your son whose hair is now too short, who says it's too short. Like you keep like flipping it back a little bit. Like you've got this head nod going on now. Yeah. I notice it when I'm on video conference calls. Yeah. Because I can see myself in the corner. Yeah. And I'll touch my hair more. Can we talk about how awkward video calls are? They're uh, awful. Yeah. I, I just keep we watching can. myself. Really? Yeah. I could, And I keep like adjusting my hair and then I'm like, I'll pull my hair over uh-huh. to the left shoulder a little bit and I'll be like, oh, that looks stupid. And then I'll just do it on the other side. And then I slowly realize... That everyone is watching. (laughs) Granted, they're probably doing the same thing and aren't really noticing that I'm doing that. Yeah. I'm laughing because I'm usually the more vain of the two of us. Really? Oh, you know. I walk by a mirror and it's like, oh, what is that? (laughs) Who's (laughs) that good looking guy? guy? It's pretty ridiculous. I'm just easily distracted, kind of like a dog. Well, okay. So when you have to go on to video calls, because you're doing them a lot more than I am, do you look for good lighting and the whole thing? No, I usually get on the call and then realize the lighting's not good. The office, I put that in quotes, but the room I'm using as the office <laughs> also has a fan. And so I've learned to turn off the fan, even if it's a little warm. Because, oh, because like, it looks get like that, a strobe. Yeah, you get like the people on the other line are getting strokes from all the... <laughs> yes, <laughs> so. I, I've learned to like, I have to sit near a special lamp and then I hold it up like so that... Nobody can see my double chin, so mm. I like hold it up so it looks like I have a pointy chin, and nobody like because if you're if you're holding it down, it you're looking people are looking up your nose and right at your double chin. So yeah. angle is important, the lighting yeah. is important, making sure you have both your eyebrows is important. It's less important, but still <laughs> kind of important, kind of like recycling. I'm just glad I'm not going out for a little while. Yeah, well, you certainly aren't now. <laughs> <laughs> So um, let's transition. Uh, I'm going to use the word shame to describe how I feel. Yeah, okay. Let's <laughs> go there. How, maybe how we <laughs> feel, which um, is there's this sense that maybe you can hear our socially awkward dog. He's oh, back in the room. There he is. Welcome back, little Going happy dog. <laughs> um, so it feels like we should be getting more done. We don't have that many commitments. There's not much going on in the evening. Our kids aren't playing sports. Yeah. And we joked about this a couple of weeks ago. We're just exhausted. Yeah, like 8.30 to go to bed seems real likely for us right now. Yeah, most nights we just want to like, just we're done. Yeah. And I feel like there's something wrong with me. But then I remember we're in the middle of a pandemic. (laughs) And I think that's like the saner thought and maybe an encouragement to everyone listening, which is this is crazy. Yeah. It is really difficult. If you have kids in your home, regardless of the age, like 
they don't go anywhere. <laughs> yeah. And it, it's not their fault. Like, they're great, but they don't have any friends they can play with, right? Because they have to stay six feet away. They don't right. have any sports to go or music or any other, like, hobbies to take their time and their attention or to just get some energy out. Yeah. And so they're difficult. You're acting as a teacher. You're, you know, navigating their schedules. <laughs> you're a chef. I'm the dishwasher. I'm the, yeah. Yeah. And and yet they also have less structure and so it's harder on them and like they kind of, I think, feel weird about that and we feel weird about that And but there's just no space. I also wrote down, yeah, you're like the school teacher, the principal, and the lunch lady. Right. Like, <laughs> right. All those things. And, and I'm tech. I'm tech specialist. Let's, yeah, you're the let's IT. Be reminded that I that's my worst right. job. <laughs> and your and your husband is like half a wall away working. You know, a full time right. job. And so it's like it's really stressful for all of us, and yeah. it's really weird and tiring. And so and then you, you pop put on top of that that we're we're not just here as a fluke, like there's a disease out there. And so some people might feel stress and worry and fear about that. Going to the grocery store and doing all the daily things are really hard right. and more stressful to do. People are dealing with unemployment or yeah, the economy like, is really in a bad place. So you might yeah. have worry or you might have like real new financial issues that you're dealing with. There's a lot going on. I think it has made us feel like, so we typically, the reason that we do this is to, um, to basically minister to people's heart and encourage people in their parenting and in their marriages um, to say, hey, you're not alone. Here's some thoughts. Here's some ideas. And here's why it's funny. Um, that's I, I truly think. <laughs> here's a, why we're. Here's how we suck. <laughs> and this is how you should take notes and not be like us. So we we feel like we have a pretty narrow focus, but it's felt very strange to try to podcast about those things because. To be honest, like I just feel like surviving right now is my top priority. So if everybody is actually eating three meals a day, I feel pretty good about myself. Yeah, and you if know? one of them has a vegetable in it, boom, thirty-three <laughs> percent right there. Exactly. And I think at the beginning of this, I thought, okay, great. So I have like these sort of saved up or pent up creative ideas that I'm excited to do with the kids. And I thought this is this is going to be fun. It's a lot of together time, which yeah. we we personally really like uh, being together as a family and encourage other people to enjoy each other a lot. But um, I think over the last couple of weeks, we've had a hard time podcasting because it just feels out of place because right. we it's sort of a luxury. It has made it has occurred to me that it is a luxury to consider you're parenting really well and be thoughtful about your marriage in a really significant way. Um, because right now, um, there's just, there's a lot going on that it just feels a little out of place. Yeah. So anyway, so here we are talking about pandemic. Yeah. Well, and a few things, um, that are unique about this time, but maybe not entirely unique. So one is just the challenge of your kids being around all the time, but then, you know, when we had small kids, you go through that experience, and it's very hard. But you're not teaching them fourth grade math, <laughs> or, <laughs> which or trying I don't to, understand. <laughs> trying to coordinate Zoom calls with their teachers and their, you know, their friends. Um, the other thing is the pressure of social media always exists, but it feels like more difficult right now because you have like people on social media who are really struggling for legitimate reasons. And that can sometimes be a negative on you. Like you feel that emotion. Yep. And then you have people who are like 
always sunny and rosy and look at all these great crafts I did with my kid and blah, blah, blah. And you're right. like, I want to punch a wall right now. <laughs> like the moms on social media right now that I envy more than anything are the ones who are super breezy and are like, yeah, we're just like hanging out and yeah. look, I let my kid do this and the house is a mess, but it doesn't matter. It's fine. Things will get back together, right? I want to be that mom. That's why I get but. jealous. <laughs> Wait, there's a butt? I'm just kidding. Of course there's a butt. Like, my house is a mess and it drives me absolutely nuts right now. Like, they're just like, there's just stuff that's just slightly out of place and I can't, I can't handle it. But I want to be that easy breezy mom who's like, oh, it's no big deal. Yeah. It's going to be fine. Um, but I'm not. And I don't, I'm out of crafty ideas. I don't, I'm not even crafty. Right. I'm just out of creative yeah. ideas. So in some ways, it's like you just need to have the freedom to be like, we are who we are, right? Like we're easy breezy in some ways and we're not in other ways and we're not going to compete with some made up social media persona, right? Right. Yeah. The other piece, like you mentioned earlier, I thought this was interesting. Um, So there are some people on social media who are super easy breezy, but then there are others who like uh, one up how miserable things are. Yeah. You know, like... Uh, so much harder on me than it is on you. Yeah, like, there's that vibe. And then there there is the vibe of, like, oh, my house is a mess. You know, like, um, I don't know. It, there are a lot of weird vibes. That, <laughs> I'm getting weird vibes. Well, I'm trying to, like, I'm trying to define it, but there's, like, there's a vibe of, um, like... Uh, yeah, things are going really badly. This is awful. But then they have, they still have cute pictures to take. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I, it, it doesn't compute. Anyway. Yes. So There's then also I, this thing on Twitter. This doesn't really happen, I don't think, as much on Instagram. Maybe it does on Facebook. But uh, where it's like, there's bad vibes, but then it's like, but you got to remember these other people have it way worse than you. Yes, like that's it, what you I'm should feel guilty. For. Totally. Like, and then like, I do. Of course I do. Yeah, it's like, I, I, I get it. Like, Everyone, you know, there's someone who has life way better than me, and there's someone who has life life way worse than me, and yeah. everyone along the spectrum. Yeah, and I don't have to feel guilty about what my life looks like. I guess. Yeah, just live live your own bleeping groundhog day and call it. You know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I haven't even seen that movie, by the way, but really? I have a feeling that I'm living it. <laughs> Without what, the, the uh, ice sculptor, yeah, sculpting. Without Ooh. the ice sculpting. Yeah, that's a little uh, nugget Ooh. there for you to think about. All right, on. now I'm going to stay up late and watch that. We have, uh, not this week, but last week we had a little bit of a retro movie uh, weekend. Ooh, yes. So <gasps> we bought Clueless for like four ninety nine. Oh my gosh, I love that steal, movie. Which we both had seen, but I hadn't seen probably in like two decades. So good. It- <laughs> so, I mean, I'm just stammering through. It's such a classic movie. It is so it good. so defines our like high school, college experience. Um, and then you had never seen My Cousin Vinny. Right. And so we threw that down. Yeah. A lot of F-bombs in that one. It was awesome. It's so great. Marissa Tomei is amazing. Were... Yeah. Oh, really? She's great in that movie, yeah. Oh, okay. I was yeah. like... <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, like... I She's like very it. funny. I'm glad you like blondes. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Once awkward? again, making me awkward. <laughs> I mean, I was born awkward. Oh, Most of my no. life is awkward, but... <laughs> so, one last thing on this. Do you feel like, do you feel the same feelings and the same exhaustion and experience of when we had like a three-month-old? Yes and no. The three-month-old, I had an ounce of control over. 
Um, mm-hmm. It was physically exhausting because you're trying to nurse, you're trying to get an ounce of sleep, you're trying to, like, you're changing diapers. There's a lot more. So not only are you feeding three to seven meals a day, but you're also doing this other stuff. But you had control. Like, you could say... Because you literally could pick up the child and put them where they Yeah, <laughs> you, you put to. them in a swing, and you're like, okay, there's a moment of peace, and right. I can sit here for a second, and it's going to be okay. Whereas right now, I feel like things are off the rails. We have gone off the rails. <laughs> Completely. <laughs> I didn't know we had rails. I would rails. like you to know. Okay, so Thursday, my breakdown. Let's loop around back to that. So th- this is what this is what's hard about older kids. So I spent two days. My So take a step back. My go-to when I'm stressed is to clean. And I clean and clean and clean because I'm like freaked out about something. Mm-hmm. It's like this sense of peace. So... The windows on this house, we've lived here how long? Eight years? Uh, sure. Okay. It's a two-story house. Um, the windows on this house have never been washed. Is that right? It's true. Okay. Yep. Super good housekeeping. Yeah. Um, don't tell my grandmother. So I decided I would wash all the windows on the second floor. Thought, yeah. No big deal. That'll be great. Good accomplishment. Sure. So I did that over a period of two days. On Thursday afternoon, here's what set me off. This is when we really went off the rails. Two of my children, our children, let's call them your children right now. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, they are my children. Two of your children were upstairs um, opening and closing a window. And I look outside from the bottom floor while I'm doing the millions of dishes in our kitchen. And there is one of our children who is standing out here with the hose and a squirter on it, just going on and off. Over and over. Aiming at the windows? Aiming at the windows on the second floor. And I thought, that's strange. So I go outside and I look around and he's aiming at the windows that the other two are opening and closing. And I said, what are you doing? And he said, oh, I'm trying to get it in the house. (laughs) Totally innocent. I mean, he like it didn't even occur to him that, that it would be problematic for water to be squirt into the house. And secondarily... I had just washed the windows. Never in the last eight years have they ever desired to open or close any of the windows. None. Until now. Until they're clean. I could not even. I couldn't even. It was, I lost it. Then I lost it. So I yelled um, outside. I'm sure the neighbors heard everything. And I was like, get inside. I freaked out. Um, they came inside, and I just, I was so frustrated. And I, th- what did you feel? I mean, were you afraid? The kids were afraid a little bit. So this is an interesting point. Um, and so I'm going to slight aside. I think that this time, this shelter-in-place time, is very difficult. And so, and it's very busy, and it's exhausting. So it's probably not the best time to be like, we're going to take a deep dive into our marriage or like <laughs> totally change how we're doing all our parenting, right? Yeah. But that being said, I think it's extremely important to be together in this and like be present and to recognize that you are going through this experience. And we're in the same house most of the day, but your experience is kind of, our experiences are somewhat parallel, right? Like I'm dealing with stress that you know nothing about. And you're dealing with the stress uh, uh, that I don't really know anything about. Yeah. Or I know, we know on a surface level, right? So, Or we think we know, and that's yeah. the worst kind. Perfect segue. Because <laughs> I was going to say, one of the big things that is so important right now for me is to not assume. Because 
I thought you were mad because school had been really hard last week. Uh-huh. Um, and part of that was that the school changed the kind of the requirements of the day and how it was going to look, and it put a lot more uh, structure around when our kids had to be doing things. Only yeah. in a small window, but that window started really early for us because we're not morning people. Right. And so you had been frustrated all week about it. Things weren't going well. And so I sort of thought like, oh, you're just fed up with kind of having to deal with with the all these limitations and yeah. requirements and our kids. I actually did not know until later anything about the hose or the windows, <laughs> which makes perfect sense. Right. Um, and so I wouldn't say I was scared. I was kind of actually frustrated with you because um, here's where I was at in that moment. Yeah. Because uh, we, we worked through this, I don't, like, and I, I see your point of view. But in that moment, what I'm thinking is, you're stressed. You got to take care of our kids and teach them, or like get them to be taught by their teachers on Zoom or wherever they're on. Um, I'm stressed. I got a lot of pressure at work. It feels like right now, like we got to just buck up and do it. Yeah. And it felt like you weren't bucking up, and, and now you got to I, now cry I've, about it. Now I, I just have to enter into <laughs> and carry some of that also. So that was kind of my initial reaction. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah, I could see that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can sleep on the couch, David, but I can see it. <laughs> I mean, I do. I, I totally can see that. And I think that's one of my fears. And that's one of the weird things about you working at home right now is that all of these lines are really blurry. And it's really easy because because what I hear in your office is you're like, hey, hey old so and so. You know, like this like <laughs> business voice and you turn into a new man. Yeah. You know, like you're real fancy. And all you have to do is sit on a Zoom call. And you're every time I poke my head in, you're like, oh, I'm on a call. I'm on a call. I'm like, you're always on a call. You just sit there and listen to people talk all day. You're always on a call. So from my perspective, on the you know other side of the door. You know what my favorite thing to do is? To be on a call. Is to sit on calls where I don't have any purpose other than to sit and listen. Yeah. And they go for like an hour. I would, I mean, I start like poking at my eyes, hoping me, one of them will fall out. For me, I would <laughs> kill for that right now. I know. Just to like sit on a call and nobody ask anything of me and I'm unable to really do anything, right? The grass so, is always greener, right? Right. So on this side of the door, that's what I hear. But what I don't see is that you have a ton of projects and a ton of work. I just, I, I see and understand that, but in the moment, I can make a lot of assumptions about what's happening on right. the other side of that door. Right. I think there was a point last week where I pouted. I went and I like slammed the door and I was like, I'm sitting in the office right now. And I, I let you like deal with the kids and I just went and sat quietly in the office. Yeah. Except for you missed out on the joy of having to be on a conference call. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, but I think what's important is like, you asked me what I was feeling in that moment. I was making a bunch of assumptions and inferences about what was really going on. Yeah. And the school thing is part of it, but it was like what you were mad about in that moment is different. Could you yeah. unpack what you were really, yeah, like and what, I don't, what was sort of really so making couple, you angry? A couple things. Um, what I really wanted from you was for you to ask me what's under this. Like, tell me the whole story. What's really going on? Because I'm not talking to any of my friends really. Um, which is a strange thing. Like I oddly, and I think a couple of my friends have said the same thing where we don't really feel like talking on the phone. Like it just feels very strange and contrived. And so, 
Um, you get on a Zoom Zoom call? I will not get on a Zoom <laughs> 8 call. 8 a.m. Zoom call? So that I can get my lighting right at 8 a.m.? No. I don't think so. I ain't putting Pencil makeup, makeup on. <laughs> I ain't coloring in any eyebrows for 8 a.m. I'll tell you that. But um, so what I really wanted from you in that moment was for you to stop and just let me talk and ask good questions about what I'm actually feeling. Um, and secondarily, I think what we could have come to or what the conclusion that I came to eventually was I'm not mad about anything other than the fact that everything I do is getting undone. It's like I'm walking backwards, but it's the same bleeping day for the last five weeks. It's like, it literally is like I'm waking up, we're just doing the exact same thing all day. And so the moment I accomplished something by doing the windows, I felt good about that. Um, and then it's destroyed. I just, I was like, why do I do anything? Yeah. Like, what is the purpose of any of this? This is ridiculous. Um, yeah. And it's going to be the same tomorrow. So why would I do it? Yeah, I can definitely see that. I, I mean, I feel a, a glimmer of that. I feel like the day is work and then it is dishes and laundry and cl- straightening up. Yeah. Like, and so you're in that all day and it's like, it, it does, it, it does feel like Groundhog Day. Like, there's only, like, four or five things to do because there's no place to go. Right. We <laughs> go no, on long drives. There's no activities you know? to attend. And so these little things just have to be... You know what I've done three times since uh, the quarantine started? <laughs> what? Speaking of, I've, <laughs> I've straightened... Hand. Oh, wait, no. <laughs> I've straightened up and cleaned out my sock and underwear drawer. What? So it's really getting down <laughs> to a good number. Like, it, re- it really brings into full light how many old pairs of socks I didn't need. I did it again oh today, and I've gotten it to where it's, like, almost flat. Like, there's one layer. There's a couple places where yeah. I have, like, two layers of socks, but it's pretty magical. Oh, my god! But it gosh. took five weeks of cabin fever to get there. <laughs> Don't you feel like, um, I mean, we might be crazy by the end of it. I mean, we or OCD. Be. Like, we- I think I may have OCDs tendencies by the end of this yeah well we made it we made a joke the other day about the shining like we may turn into the shining <laughs> like i'm gonna red start building it red rum i'm gonna big a, build a big hedge in our front yard oh my chase kids around in. <laughs> you would too that's the funny thing i would catch up all when over we me were, yeah when we were dating one of the most alarming things that you ever said to me was i can't wait to get old and i said why and you said because then i can sit on my front porch and just throw Empty Coke bottles at kids. <laughs> I was like, what? Get off my lawn. <laughs> exactly. You're actually a terrible person. Not, anyway, yeah, so. Not a surprise. <laughs> so when I think about our marriage right now, like I think I read an article the other day. I think it was in the New York Times about um, how to stay in love through the pandemic. I think divorce rate's going to go up because I think people are going to realize I hate you. I hate no, being in a house with you. That's a fact. I, I, don't, I don't know if I can find the link to the article, but I heard that in China where the pandemic you know, started and so yeah. they're coming out of it, divorce rates have gone up. Yes. Okay. So divorce rates go up because you realize I cannot stand this person. So what do we do proactively to, to stay, stay, al- <laughs> stay alive, to stay in love with each other? Like to, um, yeah, like I... I feel like one of the main things is to, which we should be doing in our, in our life outside of the pandemic, which is not make assumptions about each other that, that, because that does end up being really unfair. What are some other ideas? So. We should I, be having more sex. Man, 
That's an understatement. <laughs> Holy buckets. We're so tired. Is that the real problem? Should we talk about that here? That is not I mean, the real problem in our marriage, no. But that we, we're both tired? Oh, yeah, we are tired. Sorry. Sex is not the problem in our marriage. Right. No, we don't have a problem most of the time with sex. But right now, it's just less frequent. Yeah, because we're exhausted. Absolutely. We're, yeah. Like, we had an anniversary dinner last night. And afterwards, I was like, I, I gave you the warning. I was like, hey, it's not happening. I literally feel like I'm going to f- f- fall, fall apart. In my defense, I had pushed, like, four wheelbarrows of ro- rock, like, two blocks and up two hills. That's true. That is true. So, up hills both ways? No. I'm just, just kidding. Just one way. I'm just kidding. The empty way is downhill, and then you fill it up, and then you go uphill. I know. Um, so here's the thing. I think for men... Um, Engaging with how your wife is feeling and the stress in her life feels scary um, and overwhelming because uh, it feels like a lot of work. This may be not true for all men, so but yeah. it's true for me. Well, for you, talk from your perspective. And I think, and and I think that the like I want to be known and seen, but a lot of times I feel like the questions you ask. This is more historical than right now, but. Um, feel like work also like I have to answer them correctly to Mm. give you the insight you want or the intimacy you want so it feels like it's work on both sides yeah and so it is easier to just like focus on my own stress at work and just deal with it right or my own stress as a father or whatever it is yeah um then then try to open this Pandora's box of like engaging with yours and then believing that you engaging in mine will actually be a relief and sometimes it very much is, right? But it's not uh, automatically that way. So, hmm. yeah. So, like, let's you know, this thing that happened last Thursday. Like, you're angry. My first thought is, this is gonna be a ton of work for me. Uh-huh. Like, I love you. Yeah. I want you to be happy, but I, you know, I realize in that moment, this is gonna be a ton of work. <laughs> it's gonna be a lot of work to unpack what's going on. Um, and so I think that's the thing that keeps coming to mind is that in the pandemic, I'm physically exhausted. I'm a little bit emotionally exhausted. Work is stressful. Your life and work is stressful. And we have to choose to do some heavy work just to connect, just to be intimate. Um, That's the crazy thing is that we are in the same house all day. And I think a lot of couples might feel this. We're in the same house all day. We're sort of like, um, around each other, but yeah. we actually, I would say, are more disconnected than we've been in a long time. Huh. Yeah. So you said something, not ignoring that point, but I think this is going to add to it. You said something early on, I think, while we were recording, that your initial reaction is to blame me. Yeah. And that is my initial assumption as well, is I'm going to be blamed until I can get you to process enough to prove that it's actually not my fault. <laughs> <laughs> And it's not that that's the goal. Like, sometimes it is my fault. Sometimes I'm wrong. Uh But to be honest, like, often you're just mad or hurt or afraid or any number of legitimate things, and you're kind of lashing out at me. Yeah. And so it's like, why do I want to deal with that to get (laughs) you to where when it's really something else? Yeah. Um, And then also feeling like then the return is going to be I'm going to have to share stuff, not because you want to know me, but because you want... To feel like you know me. Does that make yeah, sense? So like, I have to like I have to like check off your boxes, not get carte blanche to just be like, hey, this is what's stressful and this is what sucks and blah blah blah. Does that make sense? Uh, yeah. So you're saying that you would prefer for me to just 
um, like, let's take Thursday night. Kids are squirting water into the house. Yeah. You would prefer for me to, like, just be angry and deal with it for a second. And I guess, like, I guess the thing that I need to remember is, okay, if David's not to blame, then what is the problem? <laughs> yeah. And I don't know if that's, like, it's, um... Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think I'm just trying to process. I'm not so, trying to say there's a better way for you to do it. I'm not sure if there is. We could probably figure it out. Yeah. But I, but just sort of owning that, it feels like walking into, you know, the firing squad. Yeah, and yeah, I'm gonna yeah. T- I'm going to take some shots whether I deserve to or not. Well, and do you think that um, – I think that one thing that might be helpful or that has worked in the past was, like – for us to drop below a factual or right. or head level, and the faster we drop below the facts or the head, the faster we get through a fight, which means like what I really want when we are fighting, and I think what you really want is connection. Like you were right. just saying, Absolutely. I really want to be known, but I feel like I have to check these boxes, which, which are more of like a headspace type box checking. Whereas like I think that you actually – did want to be with me and understand and help on Thursday night to not just, not just for your own sake or for the sake of sex or whatever. Right. Like I no, think that's I genuinely always want you to know what's going on and for your heart to be free. Like I genuinely want good for you. Yeah. 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 And I want the same for you. But when we argue facts or when I just like spew facts out to you and you have to try to piece it all together, it's probably exhausting. Whereas yeah. if I can if I can start at a place of like I feel frustrated because I can't accomplish anything. Right. Um, and I feel disconnected from you. I'm frustrated that we're not having sex more, um, even though we're in the same house twenty four hours a day. Yeah. Around each other. Would is that is that accurate? Yeah, I would even say, so you're a verbal processor, and so I'm comfortable with the fact that you don't know what's going on, but I think actually the challenge is that you come in guns blazing, thinking, or at least communicating that you know what's going on, and so that's really hard. So it's like, I'm mad about X and bam, 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 bam. <laughs> and here's why you're to blame or this person's blame. Your or, fault, your yeah. fault, your fault. Or it's not fault. even, but it's like, uh, so it's like, okay, so now we're talking about X and we keep talking about X and then we start digging underneath X and you start softening a little bit. And I have taken a few shots, it feels like. Yeah. And we get, and then we start talking about Y and then we start talking about Z. And then all of a sudden we realize it's actually C or D <laughs> that's really going on. Yeah. And early on in our marriage, I felt like you were like, manipulating me yeah that's not true you actually don't know about c or d like cognitively yeah until we unpack it but i think that's what's hard is that you come in feeling like i know it's x and this and i'm gonna rip someone's head off about x yeah totally um and it's almost like we both have to go through it's like memento or something we forget every single time and we have to go through the thing and then eventually i start to realize oh i think this is about something else yeah to be honest usually before you do but I don't know what it's about. I just can start to f- hear what you're saying and be like, okay, there's more going on here. Right. And then we have to do the work of getting there, which to me, that's not as scary. It's the first step. Yeah, it's <laughs> me taking shots at you. Yeah. No, that totally makes sense. I think that's really, like, I think the pandemic being, 
Like, I think that has been highlighted because I don't have another outlet. There aren't many other outlets other than journaling or praying where I can just, And you lost your journal. (laughs) I can't find my journal anywhere. I'm so annoyed. I swear everything is getting lost because we're, like, out of rhythm in the family. That's a total aside, but... Anyway, um, so the less I have um, to process out loud with friends or, like, the less space I have, the more I, I just need to get it out and, I, and someone to help me put pieces together and say, oh, here's what's really going on. Um, I think that it, this particular situation can make us feel more distant because of that. Yeah, and I think what that makes me think is I don't really want to deal with conflict unless I have to. That's in general, not just now, right? Yeah, yeah, in general. But what that means in our marriage is I'm not, like, pursuing what's, you know, C and D in my (laughs) analogy earlier, right? Or or even X or Y. You're pursuing peace, just no, 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 no. no conflict? No, no, no. What I'm saying is I'm not pursuing that when there is peace, because I'm like, oh, there, nothing's wrong. She's not saying anything. That's that's cool. Does that make sense? Yeah. Until all of a sudden you're shooting bullets at me, and it's like, okay, now I got to do this. Yeah. So in some ways, it's a wake up. Like I should be better about asking you what's going on and pursuing your feelings when you don't have negative feelings. Right. Instead of just assuming like everything's fine until she tells me otherwise. Yeah. And then I've got to go to work. Yes, I think that's a really important point. I don't Which know. Which I literally never realized in Until 16 just years. Now? Of, yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> it wasn't like I was like, oh, I wrote that in my and notes. The like at the, at the end of the podcast, <laughs> say this. Like I, as you were talking, it, I was like, oh, maybe I should do a better job of pursuing how she's feeling yeah. when everything's great. Yes. And not at 11:30 at night when she wants to throw me out the window <laughs> that she just cleaned. <laughs> I'd kill you, but it'd get blood on my windows. (laughs) I think that's really accurate. I think that's one thing we miss is, um, like, really enjoying the peaceful moments. Like, we work so hard for the peaceful moments that we should enjoy them and take advantage of them to really get to know each other. Um, Yeah. Yeah. But that is easier said than done. I don't even know what that looks like right now. No, maybe we could process that offline and come back. Yeah. I had another question for you, but maybe we'll save it for next week. Oh, give it, give us a preview. I'm curious about what it's like for you working from home because you typically go to the office. So I'm curious about, I think we covered this a little bit, but um, it feels like lines are really blurry between work and home. Like I know that for sure. Like you easily will just step into the office at like nine or 10 at night and be like, I just have a couple of things to knock out or Saturday morning. Whereas that didn't really happen before. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm curious about how you experience that, if that's positive or negative for you. Um, and if you still feel really engaged with our family or if it's been more difficult to engage. Yeah. You want to think on that or answer it now? Should we hit 60 minutes? Um, no. No. I will give you the 30-second answer, and then I'll think some more. Okay. It has been good and bad. <laughs> so, is that clear enough? Cop out. Um, I like my work right now. Part of the re- So I think it's a little muddy because part of the reason I'm doing that is because there are demands on my time caused by 
the coronavirus yes. and need for information from my colleagues or th- that I need to give to my yeah, colleagues. Yeah, and your clients. And so uh, I don't know that this would be the new normal if I continue to work at home for, for the next six months or year yeah. and life goes back hopefully to normal. Uh, I don't know that I would, but let me think on it and we can talk about it next week. Yeah, that uh, sounds good. All right. Well, what I really want people to know today is um, you're not alone. Um, we haven't been listening to many podcasts ourselves. We're not sure if you're listening, but the ones we are listening to are the ones that make us feel like we're sitting with a friend because we're, um, we just need to hear other people's perspectives and voices and feels a little lonely out there, but you are not alone. You're doing a great job. Don't go to social media to find out if you're doing a good job. Find it in yourself. Come to our podcast. Come to our <laughs> podcast. Check us out on Facebook. Oh, wait. <laughs> No, just know um, that you're doing great. You are. Keep we, fighting. We hope you are encouraged today. Hope you laughed a little. All right. With that, Rachel, Yeah. thank you for working on the farm. Hey, thank you for working on the farm. Check ya. Oh, oh. stole it. <laughs>same impact yeah exactly i exactly what about you anyone uh so i went to the grocery store yesterday people were really sane and like staying away and most people had their faces covered and the whole deal so that was nice but i just every time i go there i think about grocery workers yeah and it's kind of a thankless job most of the time and right now like extra risk ton of demand they're out of stuff, which has no one's fault in the store. Like, right. you know, it's not the checkout person or the person stack, stocking stuff's fault. So I can't imagine the type of stress that they feel. And so I'm really grateful for people who are willing to go do that and get that job done because it's so important. Yeah. The other thing that occurs to me every time I go to the grocery store is how many of the people working in the grocery store have listened to totally useless conversations just because people are so lonely. 
And oh, they're like the yeah. only ones out there. And so they're, they well, feel I'm like. I'm here. Let, let me tell you <laughs> about my grandkids. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, grocery store workers, city services. Um, I mean, the amount of trash that our house is producing right now is phenomenal. I mean, the amount of, um, like, I, I mean, I'm truly grateful for our power and our garbage being picked up and just some, like, really basic things right now. Yeah. Because we're here all the time, obviously, so we're producing a lot of junk. Yeah, you just don't really think about all the things that different government agencies do and like even like building permits to keep construction going for houses, all that stuff that's really hard to do right now, and they're trying to figure out ways to do that, so I'm also grateful for that. Yeah. I'd say a big thank you. You mentioned power, but like utilities in general, the internet, cell phone service, all those things, like those companies get a really bad rap most of the time <laughs> for being <laughs> yeah. bad at customer service, but I've never been so grateful to have power, electricity, I guess those are the same thing, gas, uh, internet, cell phone. Like We couldn't do anything yeah. without those things right now. We would totally. be dead in the water. We'd be at restaurants. That's the other people. Those are the other people I wanted to thank were people who still are serving, like restaurants that are staying in business. Our neighbors specifically, I just talked with them today, and they own a restaurant in the neighborhood, and they just said it was... It's been really hard, but they've continued to stay open, not just to serve the community, but also to keep uh, just a few people employed. And so um, tremendous amount of gratitude to those folks who are trying their best to make sure there's employment somewhere out there. And for moms like me, I'm dying with uh, all the cooking. There's just, there's a lot of cooking. And there... (laughs) I mean, it's like they want to eat three times a day <laughs> plus seven snacks in between. They never stop. They just never stop. I'm nah, like, oh no my, no. it's ridiculous. So anyway, I'm thankful for the restaurant owners and the people who are continuing to work in restaurants and hopeful that those folks will be able to go back soon. Yeah, in full force. Yeah. The other people I was thinking were uh, delivery drivers. I mean, we're having a lot delivered from like Uber Eats to... Um, to pizza, to groceries, to Amazon, like you name it, uh, we were receiving a lot of things on our doorstep. So I'm thankful for them. Yeah. And maybe I'll just finish with the most obvious and the big finish, just the healthcare workers, people in that field, whether they're doctors or nurses or administrative or whatever they're doing, like going out and really actually helping people who are sick testing people, dealing with people who don't have coronavirus but have other issues. Like, we've yeah. sort of joked, like, if our kids break an arm, we're not, you know, just, we're going to set it ourselves. <laughs> I've literally <laughs> said, do not break anything because we are not going. I will cast that thing, and you'll be fine. Yeah, like, I would just feel bad, like, to put more <laughs> work on the healthcare system right now because they yeah. have so much going on. So I'm really grateful for that. And I'm sure we missed a ton of different other groups of people. So thank you for what you're doing. Even if you're at home all the time, working or caring for your family or whatever you might be doing, That's thank you for like keeping a positive attitude, staying safe, and just keep grinding it out. Yeah, the other um, the other community or the the people that have I've been thinking a lot of lately are the foster kids and social workers who are working in the foster system. Obviously, you and I are considering entering into the foster care system. Unfortunately, like paperwork has to stop because government agencies are closed and whatnot. And there's some fear. We'll talk about that in another episode. But it occurs to me that people are being put into really stressful situations right now. And um, social workers are seeing 
likely seeing some horrific things out there right now with kids and families. And so, man, hats off to those folks who are in the trenches and dealing with that. Absolutely. Um, going home with that burden every night. It's a lot. Absolutely so, agree. Yeah. 